All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shusko. Gentlemen, we're doing this in a quiet room. Yeah, yeah no, this, this is time. nice. This is what I need at my house, a quiet room where I can escape kids. In a special area that will remain nameless. I believe the fact that we're in a quiet room means this has to be a rant-free episode this time around. No, 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 no. It, that, that door seals all the sound in here. Okay, it's, all right. It's rantable. Well, we've got a uh, an agenda for this episode that, that is, is potentially strife with rants. Rife mm-hmm. with rants. Strife, I don't know. Rife, rife with strants. Yes, that's exactly what I was Rife trying to say. Strance. Yep, absolutely. Uh, we're going to give you a bunch of the segments that you've come to know and love from this podcast, mixed in with some FPL analysis. I don't know which we're going to do more prominently. It might be shenanigans or it might be FPL analysis. Hopefully, if you listen to this podcast by now, you know that both are equally good, I hope. It was a weird week this week. Yeah, it is a weird week, but there's plenty of stuff for us to talk about. So Average scores are way down. From game week one. A lot of people, Brian, have their hand on that panic button. I do. Do I wild card? Do I wild card? Should've, do I wild card? I should have Should I wild the, I card? Do I, sh- I wild card? <laughs> That's what our Slack workspace looks like right now. I should have pressed. That question over and over. I should have pressed the button at the end of last week. I would have been right to do it. <laughs> One week in? Yes. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. Certainly, some people have been doing that. Some people are talking about doing that. And we'll discuss whether or not you should do that here as we go throughout the show. We're going we're gonna to bring back the stud or dud episode. That's good. All star listener. Episode or segment? Ryan. Did you want to bring back the segment or episode? Segment. Okay. Yeah. Did I say episode? You did. Yeah. Just I'm wanna, off to just a rough start. I want to make sure we're clear. I'm really, I'm, I, I I'm struggling. There's here. things that are missing. I'm thrown off by the fact that we're in a quiet room. I don't know what to do and how to say what I need to say. Speaking of how to say, Brian's going to bring that segment back to this episode. We have a Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week award. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're going to discuss all the main storylines from game week two. And I think if you watched any of the matches from game week two, you who are listening to this, you know exactly where we're going to start. So should we just go ahead and get into this? Let's get on to the week two matches. It has to start with the match of the weekend. City 2, Tottenham 2. And it only ended that way because Gabriel Jesus' goal in the 90-somethingth minute was disallowed. Brian, I can't get a come on you Spurs over there? No, I want I want the full team, full strength Spurs to play Manchester City at their full strength every match, every week from because, now on. Because you haven't even seen it yet. Oh, it is such You haven't a... even seen full Spurs. Spurs got absolutely overwhelmed for... 90 minutes, and they still manage a draw. Uh, unbelievable. 
I I, I cannot believe that city. Game. This Pochettino has Spurs number. It's not Pochettino does have the Spurs number. Pochettino has City's number, and it's not even and and it's not close. Spurs got the Villa treatment that they put on Villa last week. They were Villa in this equation. This oh time. yeah, good point. Just yeah. completely bombarded the entire game. I agree and yet and still disagree with the idea that City deserved to win the game. I, they probably did. And However, in years, in years past they would have. Yeah. In years past they would have. Jesus's goal would have would have stood. It would have counted, mm-hmm. and City would have walked away with the three points, and Spurs would have felt like, oh, you know. Maybe this was the right result, but it would have hurt because they lost it late. Did you hear him complain about consistency? Who? Pep. Afterwards. The VAR needs to be consistent. This was, it was a handball here. Well, then why wasn't Llorente's, why wasn't his goal a handball? He went back to Champions League. I know. I'm just saying he just had Two a, different ways that VAR is set up, of course, because it's two different competitions. He said he felt like uh, Rodri was uh, taken down yes. by Lamella, and that and should was. have been, he said, uh, I guess the VAR, I guess they were getting a cup of coffee. Cup of coffee. Graham Scott, wow. the, the video assistant referee, said he must have been out getting a coffee. That's exactly right. Uh, it, it's hilarious, uh, but at the same time, you know, he is not wrong. That probably should have been a penalty. Not sure why well, it wasn't Roger called. Roger was grabbing him a little bit, too. In the flow of the match. Not sure why it wasn't called by the VAR. I, I hear you, Dave. I don't what? know if the ball went near them, too. And that's the other thing. Sure. If the ball doesn't go near up players and they collapse together um, like they're having some man love or something, like, I, what, what, do you do? <laughs> what do you do? Like, you just let it go. It's like, this is not an American football podcast, but it's like, you don't call pass interference when the pass is thrown too high. That's exactly, that's exactly right. Valid point. I, valid so point. I, I just don't know. I don't remember the play well enough to know if the ball was kicked right at them or or if it went somewhere else and the two of them collapse in uh, in a heap of... Of, of man flesh. Of, <laughs> a heap of in man, man flesh. Love. Yes. One thing is clear, though. VAR will not hesitate to get involved when... Something is measurable, even down to the micropixel, like we talked about last week. This was not that type of play. No. This was a little bit more of an interpretive type of play. Was that contact worthy of calling a penalty? And I think they've made it clear that they're going to go with the referee on the field when it comes to a decision like that. If it comes down to a where's the line. Yeah. They can measure that. They can measure that. That's right. Anything that's measurable, did it hit his Hand. And Did that's the other part of it, arm. too. Yes, the goal was disallowed because you could easily see, and by easily I mean when you freeze frame it in slow motion, you could <laughs> right. see that the ball bounced off Laporte's no, arm. No one's faulting Oliver for not making that call. Right? No. I mean, that no one even knew it. We all watched it on TV. The City players, the Spurs players, no one even suspected there might be a handball. No. Except Laporte. Until Oliver hears in his ear... Hold on a second. We're going to look right. at something. That's right. He's Graham hanging Scott. out by the box. Everyone else is celebrating. And then, of Here course, we go Pe- again. Pep and Aguero are hugging, making up. I thought about this. Nibbling so, on ears. So, so Aguero, and, then, and, and this is relevant. So Aguero comes off and is not happy that he is a row with Pep very publicly in front of everyone. In a new yep. segment we like to call Touchline Bust Up. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. They have a Touchline Bust Up. And Pep will always win that. And if it wasn't for that goal, 
which got the moods all touchy-feely back again. Yeah. They were hugging, and they were kind of experiencing their own little form of clop man love as their cheeks were like yeah, he loves them rubbing very much. next he to each so other much. as they're whispering in each other's ears. But that was all before the goal got disallowed. Yep. And I just wonder if, if, if that wouldn't have happened if they would have had all the love, the love fest before then because well, everyone's happy when you're winning. Back to the fantasy perspective. We <laughs> thought Jesus might keep his starting job. His starting position for this match, he did not. Aguero started up. Front. I didn't think that he. I didn't know if he would. Remember, I, I, I'm on record as saying if Jesus and Mares start again, it's going to wreak havoc in fantasy lineup. That's true. So, I thought he would start again. He was that good in game week one. He was that good at the end of this match as well. Absolutely, he was. And I'd be shocked if he's not starting game week three. I and, would be shocked if he's not starting now. I now I agree with you. Sure. And but, uh, well, and I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if the disagreement, which Pep is saying, was just a misunderstanding. Who knows how much of a misunderstanding it was, and whether or not. I mean, just what performance says. Aguero scored a goal here. I mean, it's not like he was like he was bad. And the thought was that he would he had made a mistake on the Mora goal. And that's Pep is saying that's not true. That it was just well, emotions he's running. Publicly high. saying that. Right. So yeah. NBC awesome job showed how when Mora came on the field, he scored 19 seconds later. He goes right into the box. It's a great overhead shot where he runs off the touchline onto the field and runs and trots all the way into the city box. And he's not even stopped moving yet before the ball comes in. And he is completely unmarked the entire time, and he's the one that heads it in. Now, someone was supposed to mark him. I don't know if it was Aguero, but it was someone. So if it's that one moment, and then a, you know Jesus comes in, scores what would be the game winner that then is disallowed, like that, there that to me is a is a toss up. That could be a toss up the rest of the season. Bernardo Silva is the one that hurts me the most. Not only did his <laughs> price drop, it hurts your heart. Well, it's it was unexpected. I didn't think it was. I didn't think he could be sold enough for his price to drop, but it he was. He was. That hurts. That's I tell you really what, awesome. price drops um, this early in the season because you don't have any extra. You, you haven't made any money yet. Mm-hmm. Price drops this early. So brutal. So Bernardo. I don't think anybody watching that match would have said Bernardo Silva was bad. I think he was. I think at at, at times he was one of the best players that Manchester City had. Didn't get the results that Mares did, and that seems like what that was the whole experiment this week was. Hey, I gave I gave Mares and Jesus a run mm-hmm. in week one. I need to see what Aguero. I need to see what Aguero and Bernardo can do. They're coming out here in week two, and they were both okay. I mean, I don't th- well. Unlike Aguero, Bernardo looked like he was playing with a desire to stay on the pitch. And uh, and he also did not fight with Pep on the touchline. Exactly. There were no bust so, ups. With so that Bernardo to me, I, I still think in, I still think I mean, Mares feels like the better fit. It feels like a better player for what they're doing. But it's still Bernardo Silva, and he was still excellent. The Jesus thing feels more like it's leaned in Jesus's favor for now. Right. <laughs> Always have to say no. for now. I don't. I don't think I want to go anywhere near Mares or. Bernardo Silva until one of them is has a leg broken. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I mean not by one of them or whatever. But yeah, you're not wishing that on. No, them. not at all. I'm just saying it would take a massive injury for sure. one of them to win the job permanently. So I just I just want to say one more thing before we put a bow on this match, and that is that I love VAR. I love the Premier League's version of VAR. I watched the Super Cup between Chelsea and Liverpool in midweek, and good, that good game by the way, great game. But when the Adrian penalty call 
was being reviewed, I hated it because I'm I, already I was missing the Premier League's version of VAR because I didn't have anything to tell me what was going on, what the what the referee up in the video, you know, the video assistant referee was reviewing. None of that. There was very little information, and that was partly because I think we were getting a world feed, and those announcers are very disconnected from what was going on in the pitch. But I missed the Premier League's version of VAR. And then I saw what happened here at the end of this match. And and what's funny is that about 70 minutes into this match, you know, this is the late match on Saturday, I thought to myself, eh, it hasn't been that controversial of a day for VAR, you know, <laughs> than it was in the most controversial way possible. But I love VAR. I love it more after this play ruled out the city goal, which led to a draw. Not because I'm a Liverpool fan, but because yeah. you know, you just know that as soon as that match was done, some cameraman... For NBC here in the United States, would have spotted the Laporte handball, handball, and then it and all of a sudden the talk in the studio is going to be about the handball that wasn't called. Well, guess what? We have VAR, and this handball was called. And I love that we are now watching a Premier League that not only is using technology to its fullest, but is not hesitating to use it in crucial moments of big matches. Yeah. I love this, and I love it so much that I get really emotional no well yes Tired? but i also get really like sensitive and, and and i worry when people criticize it and i want them to shut up because i don't want anything to remove the <laughs> okay. fact that we have what we have in the premier league this year i love it already hey real quick again spurs we, we, we just need to talk about a little bit more about the spurs and how they survived right this is what makes football matches soccer for you americans so exciting at times and, and not boring when there's, in quotes, not enough scoring. It's because a team got an away draw when they were getting hammered, and they survived. They gave up. Manchester City had 30 shots. Mm-hmm. Tottenham had three, 10 and, times. And one of the one of Tottenham's shots was that Harry Kane uh from behind midfield where he was just it was a speculative effort that's from the like, only shot that wasn't on target trying, yeah. trying to catch him get, off the line and yeah. then tottenham had two shots on target and the two scored. goals yep city had 10 on target i'm just saying it is it is fascinating they had 13 city had 13 corners to tottenham's two it's just fascinating when you look at some of these hey, stats. The possession stats were really equal, the, and I'm and surprised the passing differential wasn't more lopsided. I agree. So t- Spurs definitely had their moments in this uh, for sure. Where you know where I, we talked about it when we were watching it, where it's like it feels like it's seventy thirty in favor of Manchester but City, then you and, go then, check and you look it. at it, and it was like fifty five forty five. Yeah, it just means that Spurs had a lot of possession on their half of the pitch. They they <laughs> did, which they did, and City continued to press and press and press and press, and and Spurs were able to dodge it. So hey, kudos to them. Um, they continued to hang around, especially with a team without a son. Kane was invisible in the game. There's no Deli Ali. There's no Eric Dyer. It, Spurs are a team that that continues to hang on. Yeah, a few things. First of all, Scott, you went you went straight to um you went straight to uh the goalkeeper, Ederson. Is that were you you were adding him with the anticipation that this match was not necessarily going to end? I was not planning on immediate returns in this match when okay. I made that transfer. I was keeping with the same strategy, similar allocation of of funds and uh, and I'm I'm thinking longer term. It's going to be one of those two guys for me probably all season long unless something happens to change that. 
And at this point in my mind, it's way too early to say something has changed. So it's Ederson for now till Allison comes back, and then we'll see from there. Uh, Zinchenko looked uh, gimpy towards the end, just a cramp. He yeah, confirms. I think it was a cramp. He had two shots on if goal it had that been I really bad, liked. If it had been bad, I think they would have really pulled him, but yeah. he finished the match. So. I think he's going to be okay. I still I own him. I still I still like that. Do you maximize front-going City? Is this the club where you can spread it out? Or do you want to try to get... Do you, I mean, do you want to, to take a speculative shot at Jesus here? I'm not ready to sh- to take a shot at Jesus. No, okay. because everyone at his price point with him is more of a, a sure thing. Okay. Callum Wilson is off to a fine start this season. I'll take Callum Wilson over uh, Gabriel Jesus. Well, I, well, hold on. Let's be fair here. If Jesus is starting every week, that's not a question. That is the biggest if we will say in this entire episode. Maybe for the first couple weeks here. Once he, in the past, when, when Pep has chosen Aguero or Aguero has been fit, it, all last year, if Aguero was fit, he's playing. There was no timeshare. So it won't surprise me if they get to... Now, I know this. They want to win Champions League, right? So maybe Aguero turns into the Champions League guy once those matches start, and he's a guaranteed starter every week. I'm just saying... If Jesus is playing the way he is, they can play Jesus in any of the competitions and be fine. So yes. he very well could become the league guy. I I can't. There's no way Jesus is is going to be the uh, early round FA, you know, FA Cup guy. No, I don't think so either. Meanwhile, though, we're sitting here, and despite all of our uh, leanings towards Jesus in this debate, Aguero still has more points per pound than Jesus so far. I know it's very early, and we're talking about decimal points, but Aguero so far has been better money, even though he's at twelve pounds. You're still on Zinchenko. Uh, you're you're comfortable with him, but everyone agrees Kyle Walker looks better this year. Kyle Walker stood out yesterday he in so many so ways. He's so good in both games. I know, and that's I'm, on, I'm wondering if he's not worth that extra point five while he's still before he before he mo- moves yeah, but up. Streaking back doesn't get you fantasy points. Okay, I'm just saying pace he, alone doesn't get you fantasy points. He's he he looks a different player. He does look. Two at, games I think he's been juicing he, all all <laughs> some than he did last year. He is on. You know, you say that, but I was the first one to say that. Yeah, you know what juice he's on is the Cancelo juice that's that's laying on the side line right now yeah. waiting for an opportunity to come in that's it's the, amazing that's the how juice that, he that puts a little pep in your step no yeah. pun intended son returns next week yeah and you uh, want him immediately that's what i'm asking is he your free transfer no i'm asking if, what's his uh, cost i'm asking especially for say Kane owners who got to see a one one midfield shot from him if it's not worth <laughs> adding adading son immediately Sun's at nine and a half. That's okay. that price point that's really hard. In the it's a weird. It's a weird price point. I'm just saying. Now that everyone's in the middle of of debating their wild card, if it's not worth uh, downgrading a striker and making someone like Sun a third Maybe. or fourth that's midfielder, where, that's where some I would have to do something like that to make money. Okay, I'm just throwing that out there just to. Keep I'm not. Mind. I'm not ready to do that yet, but it won't surprise me if old Sunny comes back and is shining bright. Uh, Manchester City. Uh, I don't know how you couldn't have at least you need at least two Manchester City players. I don't know what where you put them, but between now and November, I have two. The only bad matchup that it shows on the color coded thing is Everton. The ever reliable uh, color coded at Everton is there one red matchup between wow. now Everton's and the first of November away 
Everton at Everton is red. Huh. And according to Fantasy Premier League, if you're playing Everton, if they if Everton is the traveling team, they are a green matchup. Not gray. They are not gray. Wow, it's all or nothing. Yes, if they're either impossible or easy. <laughs> That's so just bizarre. the way you want to make your decisions here. Which Brian, I think it's time to retire any comments that are positive about the color-coded chart. I don't care about it. I just want to be <laughs> you clear. Keep bringing it up. Well, it's just people look at it. You know it's people true. People do look at it. Oh, of course they do. They look they at do. it. I'm just saying. Well, they look at who look scored at the goals and whether or not they're green. The just next look week. at it. I understand. Oh, man, they got a lot of red coming up. <laughs> All right, before we get into the dream team for the uh, Game Week 2 matches, let me just mention two things. Number one, we are recording this, and I should have said this earlier, but we are recording this on Sunday night, so you will not hear any discussion about Manchester United and Wolves, uh, the Monday matchup. So everything that we cover with the dream team is going to be prior to that match. Secondly, we can't go into the dream team until we hear a word from this week's sponsor. Great. Wow. Hello, I'm Graham Scott, Premier League referee, and I'm here today to tell you about Cafe North, the number one rated coffee shop in Manchester, according to TripAdvisor. Great. Contrary to popular belief, I was not getting a coffee from Cafe North during the first half foul on Rodri. But if I had been out getting a coffee, it would have been from this independent cafe located at the edge of the northern quarter. If you want to learn more about this amazing cafe, or if you want to find out how you can book a party at this exquisite site, go to their website, cafenorth.com. That's cafenorth.com. Nice. Yeah. Easily the cleverest sponsor that we've had in a while. In the longest well time. Well done. really good of Grant, Graham Scott to be here. I love having the guest appearances. Graham Scott had a bad weekend, by the way. He missed his assignment on Sunday, the Chelsea-Lester match, because he was stuck in a in traffic. And uh, and that's why... Uh, Oliver hey, Langford made his debut. Whoever did that game did a good job. Well, he's one for one Listen, then. Listen, I liked it. All right, here we go. The game week to dream team let's see if there's any fantasy relevance to the top performers from the matches in this past week again nine out of the ten matches that have been played let's just go ahead and clear out three of them right away there are three blades defensive blades Mm -hmm. in this dream team dean henderson is your goalkeeper john lundstrom is your highest scoring defender dean henderson is liverpool's goalkeeper well they need him don't they? <laughs> and Enda Stevens uh, also made the dream team they, with seven points. They knocked out all the Everton players not named Luca Dina. It's true. He's the other defender here. So Lundstrom and Stevens from United, uh, Sheffield United and then Luca Dina from Pickford Everton. and Mina were on there until Henderson and Lundstrom had their match. Brian, where have I heard Lundstrom's name before? Well, you've heard, it a, you've heard it a bunch, a lot of different places. Someone mentioned him last week on our podcast. Did you mention him last week? Lundstrom is your favorite uh, Lundstrom's Deli downtown. That's where you go for your favorite sandwiches. I, they have a great Italian there. So Lundstrom, Wait, but we sandwich. Yes, Nothing. we ended the podcast with Lundstrom. You talked about Lundstrom at four zero. I think it was one of those guys that. Yeah, he's yeah, one we of those should, guys. We should have probably we should have talked about it more though. After the uh, United Wolves match on Monday. The points per pound uh, squad for the season through two game weeks will be updated on our Facebook page. I guarantee you, John Lundstrom's four and a quarter points per pound already this season <laughs> are going to be in that squad after he puts up a 14 here. Yeah. And he, if McGoldrick isn't a moron, he has another assist. McGoldrick missed a sitter. 
a cross came all the way across uh, all the way across the face of goal and McGoldrick instead of sticking up his left foot to kick it in he hit it with the the right side the outside part of his right shin yeah um, he tried to shin it in scott let me tell you something when you try to score goals god gave you feet not shins to it, score goals it was soft and that like robbie earl said afterwards you can't you can't miss opportunities like that at this level. Yeah, I just th- feel like it's This th- isn't the championship. McGoldrick. They just got I mean he's he's feeling the he's feeling the McBurney pressure. Oh yeah. He's feeling the Ollie McBurney's this is it's going to be his show here. Guys, somewhere there are three Sheffield United fans listening to this podcast screaming at us because out of all the good things that happened, all we're talking about is the McGoldrick miss. John Lundstrom, we nailed that one. We mentioned him, probably not enough. But we mentioned him last week. Here he is with 14 points, 17 so far in the season. But they won a home match, their first home match of the season, against what looked like a relatively woeful, is that too strong, Crystal Palace? No, they have problems. I think they have problems. Crystal Palace is going to be in trouble if they're not really careful. They're off to a worse start this season than they were last season, and it didn't turn for them until Christmas. They saved their season starting in, at Christmas, and they didn't have clubs the quality of Huddersfield to play against so far this year. <laughs> I so, don't know, man. Watford's in the league. <laughs> Watford has to look so great. You're so hateful. <laughs> he does. He, you he's are hateful. He always hates on Watford. I am relishing their start, let me just say. Crystal Palace has 12 total shots. No goals. In, in two matches. Just six more shots today. That'll probably be the this is they'll have the worst total after the United and Wolves. Match. What's what's worse is Zaha visibly looks like he doesn't want to be there. Well, he doesn't. All of that to say, yeah, this is this is a great matchup for Sheffield. It, it, it's going to be a good matchup for everybody for a little while. I also learned we might end up mentioning on this pod coming up some of Sheffield's center backs. The overlapping center backs. The overlapping center backs that I learned about this weekend. I'm not sure. I did, wasn't aware that anyone was doing this consistently. Mm. Sheffield, at least, for, at least for a couple more games before teams start exploiting that horribly, because they're leaving one guy back around the center line and their entire team is up around the box for the most part. Easier said than done, Dave. You uh, know, you what you know what's coming. You can't necessarily stop it. Understood. Overlapping center backs uh, is something that might bring in some Sheffield center backs names onto this pod. Well, speaking of Crystal Palace and a little bit about Watford, we need to talk about Lucadinha and the rest of the Everton defense. They are uh, off to as good a start as anyone could have hoped who owns any Everton players in defense. Well, Scott, you were poo-pooing them. I was. What do you have to say about yourself Hey, now? look, I was – don't just throw him out. Fine, I, fine Brian, you both were I was skeptical. Them. I I was skeptical that they could. I said it. I was skeptical they could pick off, just pick up where they left off last season. And it's the one of the only times Scott and I ever agree, and we were both wrong. (laughs) So far, we're very wrong. But I I say that I'm saying that as somebody who has owned. It's the only good thing I've done so far is is own Seamus Coleman. Right. Okay. But of course, I picked the wrong. The wrong one of them. he of all four <laughs> all the guys of all the five guys who played at the back for them he has the lowest points per pound yeah it's great I love that Dina injured at uh, seventy two minutes subbed off yeah orange we, triangle Marco Silva a, says lower it looked like fatigue lower leg muscle fatigue we hope it's nothing special 
and let's see in the next few days where her was was Marco Silva's exact words. All right. But you can't argue with he has 17 fantasy points, second highest scoring player of all players in FPL after two weeks. All right, we're going to play a little game about Everton's defense here. I'm just making this game up. I'm going to slowly read out their next upcoming matches. You stop me when you think that the good run for the Everton defense ends. All right, ready? Sure. At Aston Villa. Nope. Probably not. Against Wolves. It, mm, probably not. Maybe. I mean, it, at it, Wolves that, or at Everton? Home against Wolves. It could, oh, e- no, that's a easy, it could easily end nil-nil. I'll go with the red matchup for Wolves. It's it's home. <laughs> yeah, I agree with the color coding. Go go again at Bournemouth. Mm, testy. I don't think so. Not, Sheffield, not, unless 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 Cherries find some kind of offense here soon. No, I would think Cherries I'd are missing no. David Brooks. Sheffield United. Doubtful. Doubtful. I agree. City. Yeah, sure. Game week seven. City. So you're saying for the next four weeks. Especially if you're wild carding, get your Everton defense in now. I've already brought in Pickford. Okay, I I uh, had Leno for the first two weeks, and then was kind of planning on making a move because I didn't want Leno going into Liverpool. So you went up in Spurs. price to Pickford. Mm-hmm. I did, I did, and I sold. I had two two free transfers this week, and I sold Barkley yesterday. I did these moves yesterday. I sold Barkley for Sabios. So you went down in midfield in terms of price to go up. Sabios, Sabios. Someone. Celebus. Danny. I don't know. Danny something. We'll find out in a little bit, Dave. Yeah. All right. Very do good. Want, do you want a weird stat for the first two weeks? Sure. You want the list of the... This is the, the bottom five teams for shots on target so far. Shots four. Like the number of shots the team has had on target. You know who the bottom five are? Who? Manchester United. Watford. Everton. Leicester. And Wolves. Of course, United and Wolves still have to play, but I just don't think I would have guessed that that Mm-mm. they're the worst. That the worst five for shots on target so far are, I mean, they're five of the top ten. Yeah, from last season. Right. Ever it's weird because Richarlison's in the top ten for shots. Gilfy has five. I mean, he's in the top fifteen. I mean, he's in the they 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 have two guys who are taking. Shots. They're just not putting them on if target, you own and they're not putting them, them in the you net. Stick with them, right? I mean, both have been okay. Nothing spectacular so far. Bernard made the dream team in the midfield because he scored, but a you stick with a fortunate goal. You, sure, but you stick with Richarlison or Gilfie, whichever one you've committed to. Richarlison had a uh, had a a clean uh, right in the center of the box header that he just put high. I mean, it's a it's a ball that he needs to do better with. I know everyone will say that. Needs to put it on target, that kind of thing. But it's not like he's not getting chances. So it would be different if you look at this and you say, whoa, Richarlison's only got three shots so far. Or Gilfie's only, you know, he's not kicking the ball at all. They are. They're getting, they they are definitely taking their chances. They're just not, I mean. And for as good as the defense, uh, you know, as good as the schedule is for the Everton defense, it's the same schedule that those attacking options are playing to. The only thing, Dave, and we talked about this with Allison in the preseason, Everton's only given up four shots on target total so far. At Crystal Palace, Watford. Exactly. So I wouldn't have guessed that necessarily for Watford. However, how many many more shots are they going to have to face when they play Wolves? Not a lot. I wouldn't imagine. 
Wolves are a little bit more. I mean, so far, Wolves played against. I mean, that could just Leicester and Wolves playing against each other. It's a pretty yeah. even first match jitters yeah. or whatever. Or is it tired Wolves? I mean, I just feel like Everton's not going to be. I just don't think Pickford's going to be burning up the the save sheet. Is gotcha. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. In but yeah, I agree. Keep you probably. You, I think you have to stay. This feels too obvious because of the schedule to keep the uh, Everton guys. Yep. Whichever ones you've got, you go to them. Put Keen in. And keep going with them. You like Michael Keen? No. Uh, Moise, Moise, Moise Keen. Keen. Yeah. Keen. The the one up the front. other Keen, the upfront Keen. Silent E. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Very good. In addition to Bernard in the midfield, Kevin DeBrowna, Manchester City. He also made it. Anything we need to say about KDB? No. I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not racing out to get him. I I told uh, a fellow mini leaguer this weekend who owns him. I think he's great. As long as he's healthy, he's great. So he he's got he's usually got the Aaron Ramsey disease, where he'll he'll get nicked up in about six or seven games. But until he gets nicked up, play him, play him, and listen, he's been awesome. And Pep's going to keep him in the lineup. He just is. Is it worth having him and Sterling? Would you do that? Maybe it would have been I, awesome I so it, far. I don't think it's horrible. Yeah, uh, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do about? Mane and Salah, if you're going to do that, though. That's a good question. What are you going to do with those guys? We should talk about that more. I, what I want to know, what I'm saying is, already in two matches, uh, he's shown what what they missed last season. Sure. Yeah. Guess who has the most bonus points of any of any Manchester City player so far this season? Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah. Wow. He's got four. So he's gotten one and three in the two matches he's been in so far. And I imagine there's a lot more to come. Hmm. Well, until he gets hurt, according to Dave. According to Dave. Well, that's true. His fragile baby muscles can't handle <laughs> the pressure and the speed of the world's greatest league. Look, am I saying anything that's crazy? No, he does no, get hurt. He does at, get he does get what those, history he gets, he gets says hurt. will happen. History says he will get hurt. Okay. But he will be great and a great own until he gets hurt. Moving through the midfield a little further, Sadio Mane for Liverpool makes it. Stud. You like Mane. Do you like Mane over Salah? Mane we need to go there Mane again. Here we are again. Eye test better than right now than Salah. Yeah, I does. saw Salah rocket balls over the goal, not even coming close to putting him on frame. And That's not fair. Mane, he had a couple of really nice shots that were saved. It's completely fair. No, he had some nice shots that were saved. Rhino foot is back. No, 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 no. <laughs> Salah got the point. I mean, Salah has more points so far in the season. I know he's played more minutes, back but he has more effect. points. Back in full effect. You're ridiculous. Salah or Mane 3 beyond Thunderdome. I see Mane take <laughs> one cut in again. and shoot a laser shot in. I Mane's see him, goal was I see nice. him shoot a laser shot midweek in, the, in his first action back. Yeah, Super Cup goals. In the Super nice. Cup. Yes. Give me some money. He he is in form right now. Dave. I'm not going to him yet. Only <laughs> Dave. Give no me one... some money. I'm not going to him yet. Well, listen. That's a direct. I already quote. told you. I made two transfers this week. No I one. Am, I'm not trying to go take a, take a minus four. four. I I might, but they're they're coming up against the almighty Arsenal this week. No one has been transferred out <laughs> more. <laughs> no one has been transferred out more than Salah I this week than. Mo Salah. Yeah. That is a that is a pretty drastic overreaction by the masses. Don't you think? No. I think everyone sees it but you. Oh, I, wh- well, what is there to see? 
What I saw was a guy who scored 12 fantasy points last week. He got three this week because he didn't score, had a couple of nice shots that happened to get saved. He's doing just fine. He's got a teammate who looks better. All right. I mean, I don't Monty's know Monty's goals else. are nice, but I'm just saying for Sala to be the, the most transferred out player already following I this game week, that is an overreaction. I am not planning on selling him yet, but if it gets close to where he drop, he's going to drop to a 12 Sounds four, like he might this a week. A 12-4. No, he's owned so much that all the sales aren't probably won't affect him. 120,000 right? sales for a guy that's owned... Uh, is is forty four over two? Well, yeah, because he's at two point seven million going into this match week, so he's been sold one hundred and twenty thousand. So it's times. not enough to shake it, and and the sellers are going to Sterling and Mane. So now I'm a Sterling owner. Just, sure, yeah. You know, full disclosure, and I'm not going to Salah at this point. But I'm saying if you have oh, no, Salah, it doesn't not. make sense that you would transfer him out already. Like, oh, what no. it, what are you doing with your squad? How long of a season is it going to be for you if you're already saying, "Oh, Sal, he's got to go. I got to go to Monte." It's going to be a long thirty-eight. Yeah, but is that a bad move? Game week season. Even if someone does it, is that a bad? If you have a free transfer and well, you can save a dollar and go from Sal to Monte, hey, why is that a bad move? How gonna, unsurprised are any of us going to be though if Sal scores a brace in the upcoming week? It's not going to happen next week against Mighty Arsenal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, because those matches never have goals. <laughs> Liverpool Arsenal never has a goal in it ever. Da- David Luiz is back there now. There could be eight goals in that match. You don't think Salah's going to score potentially up to two of them at least? No, it could easily happen. He's got Rhino foots back. You, you, I, I think that you're overreacting if you're selling. Well, no, this but week. seriously though, what? It, it, all joking aside, who looked better this past week? Mane did. Mane I'll did. answer the question for you. Okay, if you <laughs> if you have a free transfer and you don't have to make another move. Why why does it hurt to use it there I just and save a dollar? I have a hard time believing that save you're a pound lo- dollar. Sure. I've I have a hard time believing that you're looking at your squad at any anyone, even the guy who's first place overall is looking at his squad saying, Oh yeah, I don't need to improve anywhere else. I'll just go from solid to money with my free transfer. Listen, there are people out there who are wild carding and thinking other things and thinking, you know what, that money, if they're gonna be even Steven I can save a pound dollar. Well, that's what I was going to say. This whole so far, we've been saying things like now that the price difference is only a dollar, it doesn't make sense to go from Salah to Mane. Mane has been priced into irrelevance, as as it has been said. That's right. So now it takes Salah blanking, half the world putting their captain on Salah and watching Sadio Mane get a goal and an assist and being man of the match against Southampton to say. Maybe that dollar, maybe he's not irrelevant. <laughs> right. All you know, of a sudden, funny. he's not irrelevant anymore. I would love to know the number of people who have transferred Salah out who captained him in this match week. There's got to be some psychological relevance to captaining him for a six. I think the FPL's official numbers were, I think it was 1.8 million. So he's owned, you know, he's owned but over I two million going into the match. So the vast majority of his my owners, point though is, right. you were more emotionally invested if you captained him and got a three times two, a Listen, six. We we've and those are the this, ones who are transferring. We've gone over this before. If you miss on a captain, it hurts. If you want to do well, you can't miss on a captain. No. And right now, so far, I'm two for two. <laughs> I'm glad. I think I appreciate you letting us know that, Dave. I think there's yes, very good, Dave. You're doing very good. Is that what you yes, need? Two for two. You know who likes a goal against uh, Arsenal for Liverpool? Roberto Firmino. Yeah, 
that Roberto guy, Firmino that has scored many, many goals in the last few years against Arsenal. That would be Liverpool the guy I'd always, be worried about. Uh, look, I, By I, the way, speaking of who looks good and who's in form, Roberto Firmino's not in bad form. Just not scoring fantasy. No, he looks outstanding. What are you talking about? Hey, check. Five and an eight. Go to start the season in fantasy. If go you check like, our. Go if you check, like crap numbers. Go check our website at the one big stat. One big stat article that we posted. That's right. We we I think we've all agreed. Roberto Firmino had he. I think he would have been a lot different. I said it in there before. I think it would have looked a lot different last week if he had scored one of those big chances that that he had mm. against Norwich. I think it would have been way more transfers in. Uh, and the and his form has looked really good now against Norwich, Chelsea midweek, and against Southampton. By the way, the post that Brian is referencing, you can find it on our website, fantasysoccerfc.com. And if you want to find it even quicker, go to fantasysoccerfc.com slash content. There were some okay calls in there. There were. Yeah. It was not, not There's terrible. a couple still coming hey, up that we're going to talk about. that back, kid. I'm just saying. there's that a, back. Some, tell, sometimes, tell me about it. sometimes the numbers lie right to your face, and sometimes the numbers don't lie at all. And you know this, what this, this means, was Brian? One of the weeks, so what didn't really lie. Those sounds in the background that you hear—they're not crowds of people outside the window making loud noises. Yeah, it's no. Dave's farts. <laughs> <laughs> not no, yet. No, it's the sound of the masses crying out for one big stat before game week three. Oh yeah, Brian. that we'll we'll get that. It'll be up way sooner so that it doesn't look like we just copied. <laughs> <laughs> the fantasy Premier League scout talking about uh, Buendia from yes. Norwich. Yeah. No, full, true story. Brian texts me on, I think it was Thursday, the the snapshot of the Buendia article from FPL Scout. And he's like, are you kidding me? Because then he sends me a picture of his one big stat article. And now that, he already that had, had it been all typed that, that had been started typing on Monday. Now so listen, like, no. And uh, hadn't been finished. Yeah. There are enough people doing this thing that you can, like there's only so many players that can be discussed. Yeah. Everyone saw. Everyone that. saw what that guy was capable of, and he was. We can talk about him more, but he was really good. He just didn't get a return this week. But yeah. uh, different, a different canary went bonkers uh, in the midfield. We've talked about Spurs already as well. Eric Lamella made the score sheet. Would you even think you? about him? No. 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 The sad thing is, he might still keep producing every other game, and he'll never probably make my lineup. Yeah. No. Absolutely not. Because if you're going to go, I mean, he's at six pounds. Nah, I like my. I wish I'd own him really than, cheap. I mean, that's not. That's not. I would horrible. be more concerned about role, but yeah. And by the way, I, I need to see. I, like I his, need to see what happens when Sonny comes back. Yeah. I like when his, Ollie comes back. Guys, I like his teammate who's also at six a whole lot more. Uh, yeah. Dombele. I like 6. him a whole lot. One, you mean? We'll, we'll yeah. get to. We'll get to him in a minute. All right. We've one more midfielder. But mm-hmm. I cannot tell you who he is until Brian tells us how to say his name. So, Brian, please, teachers. I heard three different pronunciations That's this hilarious. of this guy's name. Yeah. I need to know which one is right. He is an Arsenal midfielder. Dave gave us a couple earlier in the show, so way to spoil that, Dave. Thanks a lot. But, Brian, tell us which one is the correct one. Danny what? Is there going to be music for this? I'm sure we could work something out. Danny boy? No, I was going to say just to do Danny California by Red Hot Chili Peppers, but but don't do that song. <laughs> okay. 
Um, just wanted to give him a mention. Do different. I want to do something that will really get us flagged by, <laughs> okay, sure. by people who pay attention to <laughs> music rights. So <laughs> let's make sure we get Red Hot Chili Peppers in the yeah, sure. episode. Do the song Ready Made instead, because I like that song. Ready I, Made. Yeah, it's one word. Ready Made, one word. Red Hot Chili Pepper. Okay. I, I feel like it's appropriate for this guy who walked right into the league and put it over its knee. Didn't he, though? Oh my gosh. Guys. How can you not be happy about this, Dave? I'm pumped. Uh, this, tw- how old is he? 21 year old? 21. 21 year old gunner, midfielder. All I want to read to you is a list of statistics. Uh, I want to just talk about what he did. Courtesy of Squawka. His numbers versus Burnley 100% take ons completed. 90% pass accuracy on 70 passes. 19 duels, 5 crosses, 4 completed take-ons. 4 chances created. He won 3 fouls. He took 3 shots. He t- made 2 tackles. Finished with 2 assists. Man of the match performance. The one I want you to read, one you need to know, Dave, and this is the one that you need to feel best about. 7 recoveries. 7. 7 recoveries. What was the knock on Ozil all year last year? He was never recovering. He never tracked back. What couldn't he get into the... What lineup couldn't he get into? Almost any lineup. Disappears in... <laughs> disappears in big games. They don't want him in the games that matter. They only want him in some of these things. He's sick again. Do you know he was... They said that he was ill again this week? Yeah, I know. He's always ill. That's you, cover. That's a cover. Listen, listen. You know what... You know what recoveries show freaking heart you can't teach heart brian that's heart that's i want it you're uh, hold on hold on brian hold on brian i know that there's still music playing over this and that means that there's still a segment that's in process uh-huh in progress but uh dave this guy's spanish yeah <laughs> that's that's what's contributing to some of the pronunciation concerns here no that's what he got out of a crap league and now any... he's in a good league that's exactly right. Listen, there's a, a million great Spanish players. Couldn't make the lineup for Real Madrid, but he's amazing for Arsenal. Arsenal official hey, listen, asked... Madrid's shown they've, they've recently been making some stupid decisions. He he had a he did not have a touchline bust-up, but there might have been a bust-up somewhere with, with Zidane, and it, and it forced Ceballos... Danny Ceballos. 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 Gunner, Not Ceballos. The second coming of, as lots of people are saying, Sandy Cathorla. But well, you're saying that. not Cathorla. I think he's more similar to Sesk. You're more like Sesk Fabregas. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Gunner midfielder who's taking the league by storm is none other than Danny Sabayos. He's a little grittier than Sesk was, but... Not Sabayos. It is not Sabayos. And, that, and that's why people are, are probably referencing Santi, because Santi was ridiculous at stealthing back and getting recoveries. It is not Sabalos, like the Phoenix Suns dunk legend. This is <laughs> not an NBA podcast, Cedric Sabalos. Yeah. This is Danny Sabayos. Hector Bellerin responded to Arsenal officials' Twitter account when they asked for to describe his performance against Burnley in three words. Hector Bellerin said, "Stop it, Danny." <laughs> what? He wow. was. Wait, he was awesome. He was man of the match. 
Dave, hey, here's what it, you need. It's to, here's exciting what you need, to see. Here's what Could, you need to answer for everyone who's okay. rushing to transfer him in because yes. he's being transferred in hundreds of thousands of times, including right? by Dave, including by you, Dave. Why should we think that he's not going to play in a deeper midfield role? I just want to. I just want to say, as much as as good as he was in putting up statistics all over the pitch in that match, he only had four touches in the penalty area. And his assists oh. didn't have to go the way they did. Brian, that, se- that second assist. The second assist on was On the Abamian goal. Yes. It that was, was so generous to call that a Ceballos assist. I, Let's be clear. It, yeah, because Abamian did all the work. He, he did all the work. Right. He made the. So, he Ceballos made it did the work to get the ball back for Arsenal, right. passed it to Abamian, but Abamian so, did all but, the rest. But, but let's be real about this. That might be something that continues, especially if Pepe's on one side. And or, I mean, Pepe and Aubameyang screwed up a, a two-on-one in front of the goal, and I think you yeah, I believe that'll, ha- that'll be better later in the season. My point being is, this might be something where you can give it to those guys and then they do the rest of the work. But as Pepe gets more minutes, will that affect Ceballos' opportunities to Brian's question? No, it'll only enhance things. So, what we can say... We feel confident saying that Ozil is not a threat to this spot. <laughs> I mean, Scott's reaction is probably com- uh. right, correct. I- so he, it took him one brilliant match against Burnley. He needed at home. one chance to, to show himself. So one of the other knocks on him was his attitude. That is something that has, that has come up in multiple articles about him. That his time at Real Madrid and some other places was there was some immaturity things. You know. The 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 social media post doesn't have the mentality not to make some taunting players from opposing teams that kind of stuff. Yes, that wasn't far from the surface here, by the way. What you're calling heart and grit, which sure it could have looked like that in this match, it's not going to take much for it to look much different when something goes sour in a future match. Now, he was taunting from the sidelines in our first ever. Can I do it now? Yeah, do sure. it. Do it. In our first ever player quote of the week. Yeah, sure. Player quote of the week, Danny Ceballos caught on the sidelines talking and hamming it up with Henrik Mkhitaryan saying, this Burnley Burnley team doesn't like to play football. They just boom, boom, boom over the top. And you can see him saying that to Mkhitaryan on the sidelines. I just wonder, is there still maturity? You know, it seems like there's this sense that, well, no, he's grown up a lot. He's a different, he's changed. He's 21. Right. He hasn't. Look, I don't know. I think there might be some small lessons learned. Sure, there's probably still the the cocky guy under there who who knows he just went out and performed well and gave it all in the field and is kind of feeling himself. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Who's the locker room dad who's going to teach him the lessons? David Luiz isn't in that place yet. Who's that guy? Louise might be. Louise doesn't. I don't think Louise cares. They don't like to play football. <laughs> is he wrong, though? <laughs> that is funny. He's right. The war of words between Arsenal and Burnley continues from, uh, didn't Dyche give it to him last year, too? That or was, was it a... two years ago? I feel like th- th- this, is, this, is an ongoing, this is an ongoing issue. For some fantasy relevance here, Scott, I had a, I had a decision uh, to go with Mdembele, or Ceballos, because Barkley was not staying in my lineup anymore. Okay. Brian helped me with that as he made aware to me that he like. I said, Brian, who do you like better? And he said, well, Ceballos is on, was on every corner, every free kick. He was on every single one on either side corner. It didn't matter. Mm. 
And so I'm like, oh, that's not a bad point, right? So, and uh, Sabios so was five point five pound dollars cheaper, but I, I wouldn't fault anyone. So that's I again broke my Arsenal owning an Arsenal player rule. But you have two now, uh, and I I'm, I don't feel great about it. Um, we well, need, they're they're top of the table. We might Liverpool. need to do a, a how to say on the on the um, Spurs midfielder at some point. Yeah, you're right. We've probably butchered it enough. Just to respond myself to that, Dave, since you're not just talking about me, I'm sitting right, right, here. right, right. Sure. I think that's definitely true. I, de- I I think the same thing happened in the Spurs match. Did Scott just say this? No, the, the but same we, the same thing happened. I, I think Lamella gave it to Lamella. His, and Lamella his did all the work. goal. Yeah, the fact that he gets an assist for that is At all Lamella. That's a Lamella's work. At least it's consistent. Right. As generous uh, as it may be. Well, let's round out the dream team by taking a look at the two forwards uh, who scored the most points. Uh, Chicharito got it done for West Ham with his eight fantasy points. Anything you guys want to discuss with I that I wish one? you had just said Chicharito and there was no answer. It had just been silent after <laughs> well, that because that's how I feel like it You're just waiting been. for me to say the next name. That's all it is. Who's and Ch- well, Chicharito gets a goal. It was it was good. It was uh, Matt Ryan got a hand on it. Probably you know a, a better a better goalkeeper from a non trash team probably would have made the stop uh, against the shot like that. Uh, however, he's only in there starting and playing significant minutes because Hilaire was not on yeah. the on the pitch for West Ham. It's true. I'm glad you agree, Scott. That's really good. I'm just sitting here thinking. I don't think I've ever said things as bad about Watford as you have about Brighton, and yet I get harassment about Watford. That's all. That's all I'm thinking. All right, let's talk about this other guy. Uh, Tell me about him, Scott. Tell me about him. What you're clapping like you own him. Oh, tell me about him. You do now, is what I. You I probably don't own him you're yet, clapping like you own him he's now. Too expensive for me. Okay. Norwich's Timu Puki with a hat trick against already relegated Newcastle. Uh, pretty much. I would I I I think I agree with you. How's that bet looking, Scott? <laughs> you know it's funny. It's funny. You better hope for a, a blown knee this week from Pookie. So you bet the over on eleven and a half goals on the season. So you essentially said a dozen or more. Oh, I thought you were get. talking about the Newcastle relegation bet that you guys had. No, well, I feel great about that one. We yeah. could talk about that after I'm done getting uh humbled by this first bet. Uh <laughs> So Pookie obviously already has four goals against that yeah. against that bet. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna say something kind of crazy. I still feel okay. Okay. <laughs> that is crazy. I really do. I okay. still feel okay. I, I know it doesn't look good, and, and I'm I'm willing to admit that. I have to admit that if I'm gonna be rational about this. But honestly, he's off to a great start, sure. It's not gonna last. It's not gonna last. He's not gonna score at this pace all season long. Twenty nine goals in the championship. Yep. He's- which, He's on pace for 245. <laughs> I don't know what's the math on four times 38. Uh, no, he had six shots on target. No one on Newcastle was getting near him. I, I get that the, fir- the no one was going to stop the first goal. Perfect volley. They yeah. looked like the Washington Generals, and he looked like a harm. The other track. ones were all, why aren't you? I mean, you saw Dubrovka gesturing on the second goal. Like, like Hands what out, are you furious. doing? Get, yes. It was Matt Ritchie four yards off of him. It's It was hand down, man down. I mean, it was, it was <laughs> this is not an NBA podcast. We will keep going back to it. <laughs> yeah, though. sure. No, it was just get in front of the guy, and uh, no one was, and it, they paid for it. 
He's already gone up 0.2 since last week. I cannot believe you don't own him yet, Dave. Mr. Money. A lot of people Mr. do. Mr. Money game. A lot of people do. And you're not on him. I, I'm going to other people. I can't get to him. He's too expensive. He's 6.7. <laughs> He's I, still a steal. I own Kane and Aubameyang. And unless I want to get rid of one of those two guys, I can't get to him. Scott, you're going to give, give him a points for pound beat down here. 3.65 through two matches. Compared to Obama Yang's 0. 0.004 points per pound. <laughs> it's not quite that bad, but Obama Yang's at 1.09. Okay. No, I, I... Look. Oh, wait, wait. I got Harry Kane for you, too, here. Oh, no. 1.36. Yeah, it's not great. It's still higher than Obama Yang. Though. It's true. Pookie, what was it? 3.65. Listen, a lot of people have brought him in, and they're and I've seen all the boast. I think everyone who owns Pookie already or owned him prior to game week two showed us that on social media leading into this weekend. I saw so many Timu Pookie FPL posts. It wasn't even it wasn't even funny. Great, good, go get him. You'll regret it by game week eleven. Hot no, take. No, no that you is won't. Boldness. I respect the bold call, but that's stupid. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Uh, do you guys want to talk about? Or we you, we'll just stay on the dream team. You want to talk about anything else in the match in particular here? Not really. Did you even watch Norwich Newcastle? No, I did. But the the a sister here is uh, is worth mentioning. Oh yeah, Cantwell. Mm-hmm. Four and a half. Two assists from Cantwell. Four and a half dollar. Brian, midfielder. why is that relevant? He can't even got into the game because of why. Well, first of all, he finished. He was the other. He was two bonus points. So he gets the. Pookie obviously gets gets all three. It's just that Onel Hernandez, who we talked about in the preseason podcast about Norwich, he was pretty good for them last season. But Cantwell was selected ahead of him to start last week. Because I mean, he just on the on Fark Farka's selection gets in the excuse you, <laughs> Daniel Farka Farka. Yeah. What the fuck is going on here? He gets in on just selection alone last week, and so, now Onel Hernandez has a meniscus injury and will be out for for three months. So it's Cantwell's job at 4-5. Probably. So not only had two assists here, had a really great chance to score himself. It took a ridiculous Dubrovka save for, for Cantwell to not have been the first person to score. It was a four, the fourth minute of the match. You should have been talking about a Cantwell goal. Wow. Yep, okay. yep, that's right. Let's go ahead and go out and get uh, Pookie to join Hanley, and let's get Cantwell as well. Max out on Canaries yeah. just in time for Chelsea at West Ham City. Good. Let's do it. Done. Pookie's going for three goals in each of those matches. You'd be crazy not to triple captain him next week. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Everyone in our mini league, make sure you're listening to us right now. Yeah, triple captain Pookie next week. Yep, that's right. Dave, we know that uh, you're excited for us to talk about Timu Puki, but we also know that you want to talk a little bit more about your club. So tell us a little bit in what we like to call our Arsenal moment. Look, we'll make we'll just keep it short and sweet this really? week. Really? Yeah. You? Yeah, shocking. Well, we've already talked about Sabias a little bit. Your team's top of the table, and you're going to talk about him for just a little bit. Look, let's 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 take things uh, slow. Look, I'll say this: last year we started off with the games against Chelsea and City, and we lost both. So this year we're starting off with two wins. Yeah, it it feels good. And when you're playing that game against Burnley, I, I was nervous because I'm looking at it, I'm like, Burnley at our home, at the Emirates, 
this has to be three points. If you don't get three points here, you are you are falling behind as good as the, the rest of the other teams are in the league. You have to. And that's what, you know, it's a little bit of what Liverpool probably feels every week trying to keep up with City and or City vice versa is, look, Arsenal's not as good as either one of those two teams, but I do hope that they can make top four. And look, they got some new signings. It's a, we got to see a whole half of Pepe. He, uh, as at Drew, at Mini League Drew said, as we're watching the match, he ended that guy's career as he did. <laughs> he did a a move. It bent me. He backwards oh, megged yeah. Ben me, and it was embarrassing. It was it was a filthy move, and then it put him in on goal. No, what's exciting about Pepe watching him is this: Arsenal hasn't had a player in a while that can attack with direct speed with the ball at his feet and and knife through defenses, and that's something that he brings. Aubameyang doesn't have that. Lacazette doesn't have that. They have other good attacking attributes, but they don't have that. And Pepe showed that a little bit um, this past week. He and he and Aubameyang should have finished off a two on one, uh, but. Look, with a little bit more uh, work together, training together, I think midseason that probably turns into a goal. It was good. It was fun to watch. It was fun to fun to watch. Uh, look, three signings get on the pitch and and perform. David Luiz did well. Um, Ceballos, man of the match, and Pepe got a whole half. So uh, those are all good things for any Arsenal fan. Very good. All right. Thank you, Dave. You really did keep that to just about a I moment. I tried. I tried. Well Brian's giving me the that's eye. A, like That's really? a little too measured. I'm wondering what's wrong. Well, he knows they're playing Liverpool next week. <laughs> All right. There are a few guys who have played very well. They have scored five or more points in each of the first two game weeks of the season. And what I want to do is highlight them now for just a moment because these are the guys that we're probably, most of our listeners are going to be looking to and thinking, hmm, should I bring them in? Hmm. I have a free transfer. Should one of these guys be that free transfer? Or, hey, I am going to pull the trigger on my wild card. Should these guys be included? So I want to talk about them. We'll put it into the context of a game we like to call Stud or Dud. I'm going to keep it in the family for Dave. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. You still feel good about him moving forward? He's had two good weeks. He scored in both matches he's played. Is he an FPL stud still? If I don't own him, I'm not moving to him doing... Even though the Liverpool Arsenal match does always seem to have have goals in it, I I don't love uh, him going against Liverpool and Spurs back to back weeks. After that, sure. If I own him and I'm not selling him, I'll say that. All right. So, but if if I didn't own him, I wouldn't move to him yet. Okay, Brian, do you agree? Yeah, I think I feel like that. I mean, I have Kane. I was I should have if if things were going better for me, which they're not going good right now. <laughs> Uh, I would have swapped Kane for Aubameyang straight up this week and made Aubameyang captain. I'm surprised Aubameyang didn't do better uh, against Burnley. This is his first time in, you know, not scoring twice against them. So, yeah, I agree with that. I would not. Uh, I think he is a stud. I just don't think he's. I just don't think he's worth going to unless you have some compelling reason to go just get him make him your single most expensive striker that's interesting so if you had to make one expensive single striker do you go with Aguero Kane or Aubameyang those are the three yeah I think at this point you know there's no way that you can make Sergio Aguero your single expensive striker I don't think you could have any confidence in him going forward maintaining a starting role despite two goals in two weeks I would feel more comfortable with Harris Kane 
Right. I'm gonna keep Kane. Yeah. But this week, I you know I expected about what I got from him, which is one shot from midfield. Yeah. <laughs> right. Does the fact that Lacazette scored trouble you at all? No. no as no, an no. Aubameyang owner? No, not at all. Okay. Because they 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 score. Remember, they were they were third in goals last year behind City and Liverpool. So Arsenal's gonna score some goals. Their problem, we we know where their problem is. Defense. Um, defense. Hey, at least someone's tracking back to help them out, right? It's true. All right. For Bournemouth, Callum Wilson's had a pair of fives so far. Is he an FPL stud or dud? I'm nervous about cherries. I own three cherries to start the season, and I don't feel good about any of them. I feel good about owning Callum Wilson. I've had him from the start. I've gotten all ten of his points. I don't know why you wouldn't feel good about him after two performances just, like that. Ryan the, Fraser, I'm nervous about. Just that this is the second week in a row where... Josh King, Callum Wilson, and Ryan Frazier, the three of them almost were were equaled in shots by just Harry Wilson. Like, one shot for each guy each week is not going to cut it. That's, yeah, no kidding. And so, yeah, Wilson gets two assists in two weeks. And so last week it's a... You know, a shot that gets parried that ends up, you know, that ends up getting Mifum ends up kicking it in afterwards. Wilson should have scored in the first place. I mean, he had he was the one that should have put the ball in the net to begin with. And then this week he gets. I mean, Tom Heaton didn't argue it, but it's like it's one of those Heaton should. Tom Heaton had no business pursuing him that hard. He wasn't going anywhere. Now the ball is going. It was not going anywhere (laughs) toward the the not even toward goal. So. To me, that's just a really bad. I mean, that's Aston Villa's day wrapped up in one in yeah, one move. That's right. So those guys all it does it is concerning. I mean, and that's me saying like I had Josh King. I owned Ryan Frazier for this exact reason. I thought like Frazier's been creative and pretty good so far, and they just look off. Mm. So I would be. So ner- you think Callum Wilson's a dud? I'm nervous about him. Yeah. All right, Dave. I agree with Brian. Something just doesn't seem right. David Brooks. Maybe they maybe they miss David Brooks more than they realize. Bournemouth has had some matches where you feel like they they would have done better, and they just they haven't looked. They've just been underwhelmed. Last week, and and I, I, mate, tell me if you feel like this was a, a fair comparison. I just feel like last week they're playing in their home opener against promoted Sheffield, and it's and it finishes one one conceding a late goal and they don't get many chances one shot for each guy in that match between king fraser and wilson and i I said it just felt way too much like the home matches they had and i specifically compared it to fulham last season in april when when they had already had really good home form during the season they played against fulham which at that point is they were already relegated fulham had picked up defensively a little bit but it was still bournemouth at home and they lose the game 1-0. Like, where was the offense there? There was nothing. Like, they had such... It was just really lackluster. And, and I just feel like this is another... They get, a, they get a penalty against... You know, Callum Wilson gets taken down in the box pretty luckily in the first minute. Harry Wilson's shot is from, like, a mile away and takes a ridiculous deflection to be able to go in. True. And they don't score... They don't sniff the goal, really, again after they scored and I was in like the 20th minute. Philip Billings should have been off in this match against Villa this week. They I mean they, I just feel like it could have been a lot different for the Cherries in this game and they're really lucky to have won. I say dud. I I 
I just I feel like it needs to pick up differently soon for them, or else I I would just not want to have any part of it. Especially what what is he eight five? No, he's is it eight? eight. Yeah, dud. Nah, I'm planning to keep him. I'm planning to keep him. Why would I after after matching fives? He's stubborn. I'm planning sure. to keep him. Great. Now Ryan Frazier, he's on the bubble. Okay. Callum oh, Wilson, man. Why why transfer him out now? All right, Dave, you're not gonna let uh, you're not gonna get away without us talking about Ashley Barnes. Oh. Ashley Barnes, who scored against Arsenal, thirteen and a five to start the season. Stutter dud, Dave. Freaking chucker dud. I think that's an emotional that, that guy, response. That guy couldn't be more of a you are so You're talking about hate. Hey, Brian, you'll give some uh, unbiased uh, analysis here. Uh, Ashley Barnes lucks up into a, uh, a deflection that happens to go right in front of him. What, look at me. Fortune favors the, the lucky. <laughs> and I know that's not that's the same. A hilarious <laughs> say. Yeah. He, I don't want to call him a stud. He is, though. But he is. His performances are outstanding so far. Yeah. He had he led everybody in shots in the Gunner game. Five shots, three on target for Ashley Barnes. You, are you buying him? No. Okay, he's done. You buying him, Scott? <laughs> he's he's outperforming Wilson. Well, sure, but Wilson again is not performing poorly. So I mean, I don't have any reason to take him out. The only forward I have in my lineup who hasn't performed so far is Jamie Vardy, which we'll get to in a second. I'll say this. They play Wolves away next week. Then they play Liverpool at home. I don't necessarily. I mean, I don't think you're. If you have him, I don't think you're expecting anything much from him in the next two weeks. After that, between September 14th and the end of November, they play Chelsea at home. It's the only top six matchup they have between the middle of September and the end of November. So it's pretty. It's pretty blue skies after the next two weeks. Uh, Ashley Barnes is exactly the kind of guy to exploit every single team that they play in that stretch. Screw Ashley Barnes. Hey, Chris Wood, zero shots on target. Zero shots of any kind. Interesting. It's probably Jay Rodriguez time here pretty soon if he doesn't pick it up. Ashley Barnes is the one that's, that's, uh, that's doing all the work. If Jay Rodriguez shows any minutes, Dave, he's already gone down in price to 5.9. Just, I know you love value. No, sure. Keep it in mind. I know we discussed him a little bit earlier, but I need your take on whether or not he's a stud or a dud. So, Liverpool forward Roberto Firmino. It, it, I feel like that guy's always a stud. Um, I stud in real life. It, he typically ends up being a stud in fantasy, but like you always say, it, it, it shows itself at rare times. I'm not willing to. I don't think he's a must own. So, for fantasy purposes, I'm gonna say dud. Just at his price, nine and a half. It's the hard, it's right? That so hard like, price. I, I real life stud. I want that guy on my team. Yeah. Fantasy at this moment, I would say dud. And he's doing everything and setting up his teammates. Right. He's doing so many things to make his team better. He is a stud, but for this purposes, I would say dud. I own Jamie Vardy. Who has not performed that well so and you're far thinking, this season? You're thinking hard about it. Vardy's at nine. Firmino's at nine and a half. I imagine a lot of people are going to leave Jamie Vardy, but I think this is not the time to do it. I'm going to take the longer view with this. Jamie Vardy will be playing at Sheffield United game week three. This is certainly not the time to make that change. I know. Cause I'm thinking about like Telemans, and I'm like, but th- he I had shots on too. goal today. 
And I'm and, and like, what do I do with this? Lester should have been better today. You hold on Lester. They they go to Sheffield United. And the bigger story is they were playing in pink kits. When was the last time anyone was ever successful in the men's game in pink kits? Now back to the actual Leicester City players we were discussing prior to what you wait. No, Roberto no. Firmino. Wait, what? Is feeling a lot like a stud. I never answered the question. Really? He never answered. I never talked about it. Are you gonna let Brian answer? I didn't. Can he? Sure. I think. I think if you would have said, "Is Roberto Firmino gonna start the season with a goal and an assist in his first two games?" You probably would have taken the under on that before That's the season true. started. That's a good. He's point. off to a much better start this season, and he looks really good. Which I think a lot of last season he didn't look great, so he looks. Are you changing great. my mind right now? Just saying, he looks really good. I wrote about it in our article called "One Big Stat." <laughs> it's true. Go read it. You did. I'm just saying, I think he looks really good. So, I, yeah, I would be really thinking hard about it. All right. In es- fairness, we especially were... next week. Exactly. Exactly against Arsenal, and he mm-hmm. scores against Arsenal, and there will be goals in that match. Both defenses have been a little shaky to start the season, and Arsenal's just is shaky. We know this. Dave, do you remember what Liverpool did at Anfield against mm-hmm. Arsenal in December? I think it was like a five-one demolition. It was five-one. Do you know who? You know who? Time. You know who was the main perpetrator in that demolition? Freaking chompers. Roberto Firmino with a hat trick, including a penalty yeah, that he scored at the end to make it five to one. Of course, Chompers. I'm just saying this is there's a Chompers lot of goals. You see, teeth. you see our Firmino a lot in the last three years. Whenever there's matches against Arsenal, differential captain, major differential good. captain nice. next week. What do we make of the fact that Lucas Mora of Tottenham is off to a pretty good start? Obviously, he did it off the bench this week too. He did five and a six. Lucas Mora brings little something extra to that Spurs offense. That he Kane believes in himself. Bring. He, he does have he belief. Be- he believes in himself He's got now. Heart. You can't teach heart. The Champions League, Champions League uh, miracle. It gave him new life. He's still crying about that day. Man, I don't. Be- I don't believe in it. I don't, I wouldn't do it. I feel like there's too many other guys at his price. I, it's hard for me to trust as well. I would say dud. I I don't think he's he's a dud. It's such perfect a hard... for what Spurs need most of the time. But I just can't. I just for I fa- feel fantasy like purposes. Fantasy purposes. I don't want to go. I don't want to go to it. Let's close out this show now by looking at some of the guys who make us a little nervous. We looked at guys who've been off to a good start determined whether or not we think they're studs or duds. Now let's look at the guys who have not started well. Who are the guys in your lineups, gentlemen, who you're thinking about getting out as quickly as possible? Dave, you already mentioned your transfers this week were Ross Barkley and who was the second one? Uh, Leno. Leno. I was kind of always planning on that. I am nervous about Telemans. Okay. I just mentioned a little bit ago. So we brought this up discussing Roberto Firmino, and then Brian had to finish his point. So let's go back to what we were saying about Lester for a second. Right. I own Vardy and Tielemans. Yeah. And I do not like the fact that neither of them have scored very many points. But their schedule in the next two weeks is at Sheffield yeah. and then hosting Bournemouth. Yeah. Now, after that, it's a little bit of murderer's row with United, Tottenham, and Liverpool three of the four weeks in a row. But I would say that You kind of try to want to get some points before those three games, don't absolutely. you? Absolutely. But at the same time, if 
if they don't perform in the next two weeks, the Sheffield and Bournemouth matches, oh, they, they're out. He might be gone anyway. International break at the latest, right? If they yeah. don't perform. But if they do and find some form, then you never know. Now suddenly the you know, Old Trafford match isn't as scary. The Tottenham match isn't as scary. Well, it's not just Telemans, too. Madison looked really good today. James Madison. In the, in the Chelsea match. Your only significant fox to do anything today. I mean... It's the assist on the perfectly placed Ndidi header, which Wilfred Ndidi said after the match, James has been telling me we're going to score on a play like that. And they did today. Yeah. It's a play they practice. So, I mean, it was... He's in, like... I'm saying his... It's Trent Alexander-Arnold and Madison that are leading the Premier League in crosses right now. Madison is all over this statistically so far. Three and five were his scores. I I know last week, and I mean, nothing was all that good about the the match against Wolves. They just didn't didn't have a lot. Neither side had, had much in that match. Vardy was the one who should have put the goal away for Leicester there. This match, Madison was everywhere. Frank Lampard. They, that's all they talked about post match was how, if if they if players were out there, Frank Lampard would have been the guy to say we're getting killed by that guy. We got to do like somebody do something to stop that guy. And so just talking about tactically what Frank Lampard missed to not do more to take care of Madison. So yeah, I love James Madison. Out of all of those guys, I'm surprised. I can't. I I feel like Iosi Perez was the trendy name to start i almost started the season with him he's been subbed off subbed off early twice i feels like more match fitness but i feel like their tactics could adjust a lot where iozzi gets yanked early like that a lot mm. madison's not gonna get Matt, madison's not getting yanked. i just don't, I don't feel think like telemans is either right just, that's why i'm saying telemans still had three shots today he put one it was a blast too. that was yeah. close he probably could have done a little bit better with his last attempt yeah, I mean, it's not great to not get any returns from these guys, though, so far. Scott, I also own Aubameyang and Kane, and Aubameyang scored the last two weeks. Kane did not this week, but I'm not I'm not, worried. not nervous about that. No. Brian, are there any guys in your lineup that you're nervous about? I don't know how you, you can't start this whole thing by talking about Liverpool defense. Okay, fair enough. Good, good call. Real quick. First of all, I, I went, I mean, I during the podcast last week is when I subbed Allison out to buy Adrian. So I just thought, all right, well, this is oh. good. I'm just going to, like, yeah. this should be okay. I'm not too worried about Southampton. And Danny Ings are scores you serious? on a howler. Yep. Not only was it, like, a, a miracle that he even got in the starting lineup. Adrian. For, yeah. Yeah. Because of some weird idiot post-match in the Super Cup. Yep. To Supposedly give up a goal. A fan. You saw Klopp, what Klopp said? Basically, like, well, it's, it's like the timing. It's like this is about the time when our goalkeeper makes a mistake. They said something like that, like referencing Allison doing the same thing, trying to, you know, make that uh, whatever. Well, whatever. I admired that Klopp. And again, I'm biased. I'm a Liverpool fan, but I admired that Klopp said. You know, he tried to absorb some of it off of Adrian because he knows he needs him. Yeah. Uh, he tried to absorb some of the heat off of him by saying we we were passing it back to him too much for the injury that he had. We needed to stop doing that. And I did notice after. Ings's goal that there was a play where Maddox passed it to Virgil and Virgil had an opportunity probably normally would have passed it back to Allison to reset and he didn't he went forward on the left to Robertson it was a very clear moment it was like okay they've adjusted and, and they're yeah. t- keeping Adrian out of the play here as much as they can they, but they weren't before that they were passing it back to him quite a bit 
And so Klopp tried to you know, use that to say, no, the other guys, they need to take some of this on themselves as well, even though it was it looked like it was all Adrian in terms of the mistake that was made. How can you feel good about Andy Robertson if you own Andy Robertson right now? I have Trent Alexander-Arnold. I yeah, still feel I own kind I feel kind of good about him only because he's still doing the distribution. So I'll tell you and so sure there's things to like about TAA but I'll tell you I think there's still things to like about Andy Robertson. Okay. I think the fact that he is still moving forward with seemingly reckless abandon. The fact that he has no competition at left back. The backup at that position is James Milner. Andy Robertson is going to play more than Trent Alexander-Arnold's going to play. In this case, obviously, it took a kind of a freak play for Robertson to lose the clean sheet points. But if that doesn't happen, Robertson Robertson's points are fine, and we're not talking about him right now. It, it took that one freak goal by Danny Ings for us to question Andy Robertson, and I don't think that's fair to him. I'm taking the longer view with Andy Robertson. You don't go for me the number one defender in all of fantasy last season, to out of my lineup after two games just because Liverpool hasn't had a clean sheet yet. Well, do you, do you think they're going to keep a clean sheet next week against Arsenal? I mean, you like them being at home. I don't. But again, I, I also think it's I think it's more likely Robertson gets some kind of attacking return in that match than it is Liverpool gets a clean sheet. Either way, I get points. Do you like them when they go see the mighty Ashley Barnes the week after that at Burnley? You think they're gonna I'm not a, as worried about that. Hold a clean sheet. Burnley, Newcastle is the next two opponents. Doesn't scare me. What's weird to me is the, is how much more Andy Robertson is actually touching the ball and passing it, but Alexander Arnold is by far the guy who's putting balls into the box. He's much more efficient with his touches. That is he 100% is, he, true. His, yeah. his crosses, I mean, I said it's 22 crosses in two matches for Alexander Arnold, and James Madison is, has equaled him. So that's the two guys leading the Premier League in crosses, where Andy Robertson, like this week, he had four. Uh, Alexander Arnold had like eight or ten, something like that. I mean, he was approaching double digits, may have been into double digits. I Like, I that's the guys that I think... At this point, if you're panicking, if you're panicking, like we said, I have Salah, I have Alexander-Arnold, and I have Adrian. How do you think I feel this week? Not great. I feel terrible. And Danny Ings is, especially, it's annoying because Danny Ings goes from, like, doing nothing in week one to not even starting. I mean, he has to come off the bench and luck into a, you know, well, not even luck. I mean, it's just his hard pursuit. Sure. So and then a, t- a really dumb mistake, and, and and then blows the tap in, and Ings should have equalized. Yeah, I mean yeah. that was it was a that is the miss of the week for Let's sure. Let's go ahead and insert here that Danny Ings, according to the three of us, is the winner of this past game week's Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week award. Yeah, a miss in the sixty-yard box that resulted in a lost point. Yeah. Uh, honestly, Southampton would have had a point. Probably if Ings puts that goal in. You have to agree with announcers in the match that that said the game was that Liverpool was just seeing it out. And one mistake not only makes it makes the end of the match nervy, but it gave Southampton all the all the life that had just been slowly sucked out of them. Like that last all the build up to that second goal that Liverpool had when they, you know, what looked like it was put away. It was, they couldn't get the ball. They could not get the ball out, and they couldn't get it out of their half. And then all of a sudden, one mistake, and it's like, oh, we we have a chance here. And and then Ings should should have equalized. Uh, just Just a terrible miss. 
those are the guys that make me the most nervous. And I've said, I've already said cherries. I, cherries? Yeah. But for me, it's Frazier more so than Wilson. Callum Wilson is staying in my lineup. I know that he's he's hosting City along with the rest of the cherries, but Wilson has played well right. enough. You don't transfer him out at this Callum point. Callum Wilson is it's all the it's all the intangibles and all of like the extra stuff that he brings, and he's he's done that once a match. You don't you, think Nicholas Odomendi could take him down in the box this coming weekend? You, Absolutely, he if could. If you bought Josh King, you bought him likely because he's on penalties and he's a dollar and a half cheaper than Callum Wilson, and you got a penalty kick out of Josh King this week. He did, even though Wilson drew it. If you bought Ryan Frazier, you're buying Ryan Frazier because he was assist king last year because he was his creativity was making all this happen and it's not happening so the question is going to be if ryan frazier is going to be my free transfer out then i'm saying that whoever i'm bringing in is going to produce more moving forward than ryan frazier will is this frazier just having a couple of bad weeks and he'll turn it around and be the ryan frazier we know or are there better options than him moving forward as I sit here, and I'll probably change my mind 17 times before I pull the trigger, so you got to follow us on Instagram to see what I'm actually going to do before <laughs> my Game Week 3 squad. But as I sit here, I'm thinking Ryan Frazier might be my free transfer out. To who? We've talked about a number of 6-0 options on this podcast or some somewhere about there. It'll probably be one of those guys. I will tell you right now, if I had to pick, if I had to go from, if I had to choose one or the other, I would have James Madison over Ryan Frazier in a heartbeat for half a pound less. $7 for James Madison seems like an absolute steal right, right now. Excellent. Team One Cap- more guy. Team- okay. One more guy I want to mention, and that's Emerson. I brought in Emerson to start the season, which with him starting both matches so far for Chelsea felt like a good risk to take. He obviously hasn't produced any of the returns that I have wanted uh, but they're going to Norwich, and uh, and so I'm not uh, obvi- uh, Although they're going up against the goal scoring gauntlet that is Team Upuki, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and keep Emerson for the next week and, and continue to ride that out and see see what happens. Uh, captains for this next week, and then we're gonna shut this thing down. I am going no brainer. So I think Harry Kane, Newcastle's coming to town. Mm, good call. Yeah, Harry King home against Newcastle. I don't care that uh, if I since I don't own Sterling, but I probably will before the end of the week. I don't care what the results have been against Bournemouth between Bournemouth and Manchester City recently. I know Bournemouth tends to play them tough. Not this Bournemouth, not this City, not the way they just got this kind of hosed. Yep. Raheem Sterling uh, at Manchester or at Bournemouth, I think, is going to be really popular pick. But, but what do you you own both? If I don't have, if, you own if I both. if I end up making myself go to Raheem Sterling, it'll be a I think it's a coin flip between him and Kane. It's we Newcastle. Are, I know it's and coming Newcastle, to Whitehart. Yeah, I mean Newcastle. Well, but the, I guess I just it just makes me nervous the way that Kane floats around deeper. So I'm really curious to see what kind of roster comes out. I expect that Sun will be back. So I I think that could benefit. Kane, because that's the most creative that those guys ever are, is when Sun is out there. Yeah, it's it's not a bad choice, not even a sure. little bit. I just feel like this. I just feel like this is a this is a Raheem Sterling Patrick like, explosion. Right. And we already said Firmino. Firmino that's kills. Right. Firmino kills 
Arsenal. Okay. For the third week in a row, Raheem Sterling will have the C in my squad. Got you. Uh, he is my, by far, my highest priced player in my squad, and so he uh, he will continue to receive the captaincy. I think I'm going to go Marcus Rashford hosting Crystal Palace as my vice captain. Yeah, I was okay. going to say that another good one is United getting to play Crystal Palace at home. I'm really curious to see what happens. Tomorrow's a really good test for, considering they got outshot and were outplayed for big stretches against Chelsea, playing at Wolves, a real team, a team that's actually good. Oh, you're saying Chelsea's not a real team? Not yet. Not this Chelsea mm, team. Okay. I'm saying Wolves know what they're doing. We so haven't. I feel like this is a good test for them, Look, and I'm really curious to see how they respond. Eye, I got my eyebrow raised with Mason Mount. He continues to play and start and not get subbed and and score. My eye, my eyebrows are raised. And all of this, is, of course, is being discussed because we are recording this on Sunday night following game week two. We're still in the midst of game week two, so we don't know how United Wolves will turn out. By the time you listen to this, you will know as well as us, uh, and so we'll see how uh, Brian's words come to fruition. But uh, hopefully you have everything you need and probably a whole lot more going from game week two to game week three, keeping an eye on making all of the uh, the decisions that you need to make so that you are proceeding forward, hopefully with some good momentum as we continue on through this first segment of the season. By the way, before we wrap this up here in closing, we need to give a quick shout out to the new number one in our Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast Mini League. And by number one, I mean the three number ones. We have a three-way tie for first place. What? As we are sitting here. Good job tying up those points. Longtime listener and contributor in our Slack workspace. uh, Really a a good, strong friend of our podcast, Barry. He is one of the three. So great job, Barry. I see you, you, McSwanger. Joe Morgan, we referenced him last week. Pookie Man. Pookie Man is up there. It's only uh, fitting that Pookie Man... Yeah, is I mean, up I there. Guess, I yes. guess. And then Alan Entwistle. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Beatrice well Parkview. Done. Beatrice Love that Parkview. name. Does Absolutely. he have Timu Puki in his team? If he does, the Puki com- Man definitely has The Timu common Puki. thread for the top three p- mini league contenders is that they own Timu Puki. No, yeah, no, Puki and Lundstrom. Everyone owns Puki and Lundstrom. Really good choices. I applaud that. That's really good. It must feel good to pick the right people. Yeah, it felt great for one game week. We'll see if it lasts for too many more. Dave, that's everything we have to discuss. Fantasy Soccer FC, that's where you need to find us, or what you need to use to find us on all of the main social media channels. We've already referenced most of them in this podcast, so I won't go into the full list again. But we will be active as we have been throughout the start of this season on all those channels this upcoming week. Can I say two more things? Brian's last second nugget. Last things, I do love an, another guy uh, in the price range lower than Ryan Frazier. I love the way Manuel Lanzini is looking. Lanzini gets the assist on the Chicharito goal this week. Uh, I like his six and a half pounds, and I love the hammer schedule coming up. That's well, another. That's thank a, you for the tip. And then I listen. They can still go to hell. <laughs> Trosser. But yeah, Silent D. That's Leandro what I heard. Trossard. Yeah. Trossard. I didn't hear that. I, I heard a silent D from the announcers. I hate to admit it, but both goals, the were one good. that was ruled out and the one that he actually scored, were, were both, both good. really nice. Yeah. Uh, and he was, and the first one was assisted by Dan Byrne, who was probably the uh, the Brighton trash bird defender that I would choose uh, out of all of them. He's a trash bird. 
know what that means. Hey, for the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.